I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Rob Norman, and this is Personal Best, and I'm currently in the back of an Uber. Um, I, ha- oh, uh, I have to record a podcast intro for my podcast this week. Do you mind if I do it in the back seat? Yeah. Sorry if that's weird. That's okay. I'm on my way into the CBC studio to meet Andrew. I have a very weird surprise planned for him. But first, we have two new stories that are also full of surprises. Let's get to it. How was that? Does that sound okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun Uber ride. <laughs> it sucks having to disappoint someone. Like agonizing over how to break up or how to fire an employee. But what if you experience that level of anxiety canceling a haircut, rescheduling brunch? Meet Tula. My big serious problem is that I have a really hard time canceling plans. Coffee dates, phone calls, doctor's appointments, anything that requires scheduling. I will procrastinate telling you that I am no longer able to make it procrastination. You know it's bad, but it feels so good. Putting off canceling plans is particularly bad, though. Each day that passes puts the unaware cancelee in a progressively worse spot. One less day that they can reschedule something else, which makes you feel more guilty. And the more guilt you feel, the harder it gets to cancel. Exactly. What I can't come to convince myself is that I will look like more of an ass when I cancel on you the day of. Like, I actually make it worse. Like when Tula booked time with this semi-famous tattoo artist, she had six months to let them down easy. Instead, she had to use the Ferris Bueller approach. So the morning of, I called in and I faked sick. I let that fear overcome me to the point where I end up making my worst nightmare come true. How do I not let my anxiety of rescheduling plans f*** others over and f*** myself over as well? How do I not let that get in the way of doing something that's pretty routine? I get why canceling seems mean. You're rejecting someone. But another way to look at it is that you're giving someone an opportunity to make other plans. So how do we show that to Tula? What we have done for you is we have set up 21 appointments, all in your name. Welcome to the Thunderdome of appointment cancellations. Some of these appointments are real. Some are just my friends waiting by the phone, but they're all designed to help Tula say no. 21 obligations, all in Tula's name, and she'll have one hour to cancel them all. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. You know what? I'm always down for um, a challenge, so... Okay, you guys have my dad on here. My dad is impossible to get a hold of. The good news is, Mm -hmm. when you finish canceling a plan, you get to ring a bell. Okay. 
She's determined to succeed. I mean, just listen to this ferocious war cry. Hi there. I have an appointment scheduled at 5 p.m. tomorrow under Tula. Tula? Yes. A pedicure? Yep, 5 o'clock. Yeah, I'm actually calling to cancel. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it tomorrow. Okay, thank you for calling. Hi, Russell. I was going to pick up a food processor from you this evening. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Um, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. i actually found another food pres- processor, so I won't need um, it anymore. Um, all right. Okay, it's fine. Well, I appreciate the fact that you told me. Also, to book all of these appointments, we may have exaggerated some of Tula's qualifications. Wow. I told Leanne that I'd deliver a free glass-blowing tutorial at the ArtReach after-school art program. Maybe I'll just tell Leanne that I, in fact, do not know how to blow glass. Hi, Leanne. Hi, Tula. How are you? Um, great. I'm actually calling because, unfortunately, I've had a last-minute trip come up, and I won't be able to deliver the tutorial next week. Ooh, okay. Um, anyway, we can reschedule for the week after? Um, is it okay if I call you back? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. When I get back from my trip? For sure. I know, um, the kids are really looking forward to it, but I do understand. Thanks. Have a good night. Thank you. You as well. Bye. Really? I don't know. I kind of lied. I didn't know. I was like, sorry, Leanne, I actually don't blow glass. Uh, Ottawa Shakespeare Company, Leslie speaking. Hi, Leslie. Um, This is Tula calling. I have an audition scheduled for 9 a.m. tomorrow for Desdemona. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, my, I, I won't be able to um, make it. I'm going to have to cancel my audition. Oh, okay. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, I'll just throw something out there really quick. The director does need to see uh, a lot of women for this show, so I don't know if you'd like to reschedule. Unfortunately, I can't make it um, from Toronto to Ottawa for tomorrow, so I'm going to miss out on this uh, round of auditions. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's unfortunate, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll make do then. Thank you so much for... Um, your understanding. Okay, so it seems like she's getting better at canceling on strangers, even if she is just lying to them. But what about someone close to her? Okay, and now I have to call my dad. My dad lives not that far away, but I um, rarely go back to visit, so I feel like he's going to be a little sad when I cancel. I'm a little scared about this one. How do I describe Tula's dad, Leo? He's kind of a prankster, but wise. Also, A little bit eccentric. I have him in my phone as King Leonidas. And he owns a Greek restaurant. But that's not where Tula reached him. Hello? Hi, Baba. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, boy. I'm I'm just down the road here at this, uh, remember the lawn bowling place where we used to come for pictures? Yeah. Uh, So I just drove down here for a nap. (laughs) You're napping? You're napping on a lawn bowling? Yeah, I'm napping and these people are bowling, lawn bowling here beside me. What's going on with you? Uh, you know, I'm just, just hanging, hanging out. Um, hey, Baba, did we have plans this weekend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think there's a mix-up, Baba. Yeah? So I can't, I can't come this weekend to see you. Uh-huh. He sounds so disappointed, which is awesome because Leo's in on the whole thing. He's really working the guilt trip right now. Right. Basically, the last weekend of the summer. I mean, do you have do you have another time to see me? Um. Yeah. 
Okay, but but can I tell you? I just want to tell you because I don't want you to be upset. I um, what? I'm on this radio show podcast thing, and basically, it's like helping me overcome my inability to say no to people. So they set up the plans with you this weekend, and I had to cancel them. I wouldn't have canceled on you last minute like this. I think she's telling the truth. It sounds like she's turned a corner. Nothing like some good old-fashioned dad-like disappointment to scare you straight. So we say goodbye to Leo. Goodbye from London, Ontario. Your dad over and out. Goodbye. Bye, Dad. And Tula pushes on, turning down phony plans left, right, and at Trudeau Airport. Joel, look, unfortunately, I won't be able to pick you up from the airport this evening. I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, like not at all? Not at all. I was going to come and pick up a mini fridge from you at 8 p.m. I've actually found another fridge that suits my needs, so I'm... Hi there, I'm calling because I have an appointment booked for my miniature poodle Sparks for a bath and tidy. Um, so Rock, I guess I, t- I told you that I would babysit tomorrow night. I have an appointment tomorrow for a beard design at 1.30pm. What the f*** is even a beard design? I'm gonna have to cancel. I actually have to cancel. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to cancel. Sorry for the inconvenience. Uh, have a great night. Bye. She did it! She survived a year's worth of cancellations in just one hour. Side note to this, we now have a rule on the show called the Tula Rule, where we don't make our guests do 30 things that they hate. We only make them do five things, maximum. You feel accomplished, but also a little downtrodden, and mentally exhausted, maybe. It seems like we wore Tula down so much that she stopped worrying about disappointing people and was just honest. I don't think that saying no is easy for me. But it's possible. Although there were some loose threads. I told that Leanne lady I would maybe call her again sometime, try and reschedule that glass blowing workshop. Tula, you don't know how to blow glass. I don't know how to blow glass. <laughs> favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Andrew has our next story. It's about a guy named Michael. Michael grew up in a small town in northern Ontario. Him and his friends would fill their summer days exploring the woods, you know, enjoying nature. Gravel and dirt crunching under their bike tires, perhaps a Kelly Gruber baseball card clacking away in their spokes as they ride. Often they'd end up at the old swimming hole, swimming and splashing and laughing, but not Michael. I would just kind of like stand in the water at my knees and watch everyone else have fun. That's really sad, Michael. I was really goofy looking too, so it's even sadder if you take that into account. Michael can't swim, even to this day. 
I just can't do it. Physically, I, I should be able to swim. But there's something mentally where I'm just telling myself, like, I can't go underwater. As a kid, his parents signed him up for swim class. He failed. And I even knew the instructor. They were personal friends of my parents. Even as an adult, lessons didn't take. There hasn't been any sort of traumatizing event that scared him or anything like that. He just can't put his head under the water. Yeah, exactly. I've had this conversation a million times in my life, and people are like, why can't you do it? And I just can't. At some point in his adult life, he just calls it. I can't swim. I'm not a swimmer. It's become part of who he is. It's even part of his creative endeavors. The name he makes music under, his musical pseudonym, is non-swimmer. And it's like down-tempo, electronica kind of stuff, really mid-90s. Not being able to swim means that not only does he have to make his 90s music under a depressing name, he's doomed to constantly be standing on the beach while his friends are having fun in the water. If I'm at a cottage with a bunch of friends, they're all running and jumping off the dock and going underwater. And like I said, I'm like, you know, walking out as far as up to my neck and just standing there and hoping like a fish doesn't touch me or something. Then there's these safety issues inherent with not being able to swim. If I'm walking across a bridge, I'll make sure I'm not like, you know, walking on the, the edge of the bridge or something like that. The Earth is 70% water, so right now Michael can only use 30% of the planet. Probably more like 20% if you include shorelines and edges of bridges. And as someone who feels like a lot of the time I'm sitting on the sidelines watching other people have fun, I know what it's like to be left out of things. That's why I want to help Michael. Like, I don't know if I've ever put my head under a body of water. Because that's where, you know, once you get past here, I feel it's the unknown. I don't need to be a great swimmer. Um, just a regular swimmer would be sufficient. Okay, Michael, a.k.a. non-swimmer, wants to learn how to swim. Lessons haven't worked, so I don't think we can go that route. But listen, I'm going to say a name. Gordon Sumner. Now, does that sound like a man who could weave together reggae and punk sensibilities while still breaking the Billboard Top 10 over a dozen times? No. That's because you probably know Gord as his recording artist name. Sting. How you describe yourself, how you think of yourself can change your viewpoint of what's possible. Does non-swimmer sound like a guy who can swim? Of course not. So we need to come up with a new name, a new musical persona for Michael. And I think I have a way to do that that's backed by science. I'll explain that later. But first, we need to collect some data. His name has to be Nautical. Okay, sure. Barnacle? Thingy? This is Maggie Olstler. She's sailed the world in a tall ship and didn't hang up when we asked her to list some boating terms. Inner jib, outer jib, flying jib, avast. Ooh, one of our favorites is baggy wrinkle. So it's a, a sort of like a fluffy bit of rope. Baggy wrinkle. This name's also got to test well with the kids. So I hit up my nephews. There's this guy who can't swim, and we're trying to help him swim. Can you think of a good name for a guy who makes music? Um, I can. Yeah? Um, like Star Star Man? Star Star Man? Yeah. Uh, video man that likes to swim? Musical Bubble Man? Fish Man? Apparently, the music fans of the future love names that sound like Mega Man villains. Cut Man? 
Fireman. Airman. Bubble Man. Oh, we've beaten Bubble Man. What about another one? What about like... Andrew, stop talking. Rob also wanted to tap into what's popular, what's cool. Excuse me? Excuse me? Do you know what's popular? Pardon me? Do you know what's popular? What? Like, what's cool these days? Personally, I would go with games. Like video games? Yes, if it has virtual reality components. Not Pokemon Go, but like the new Pokemon. Every young girl, like, knows how to contour their face. Um, okay. Trap music, I've heard, is very cool. The Kardashians are all contoured. They all contour their nose so it looks smaller than what it actually is. Memes are always very popular. Kids are really into sex bracelets, I think. Perfect. So we're going to use all of this to create a stage name that's so amazing, so effective, a mere human brain could never think it up. We're turning to artificial intelligence. It's a kind of computer program called uh, machine learning. This is Janelle Shane, and she has a whole website dedicated to doing weird shit with AI. I called her up to see if she could use her artificial intelligence skills to help us make a new name for Michael. That's uh, definitely possible. Naming things is one thing that these uh, neural networks are pretty good at. A neural network is an artificial intelligence thing used to do something called machine learning. And machine learning is used practically everywhere, like Facebook's creepy new face detection software, or with self-driving cars. With normal computer programming, you tell the computer the rules and it does its thing. But with machine learning, you give it a bunch of examples and it learns from those examples. That's basically it. By looking at examples, it can figure out how to predict other examples. So it actually is closer to how you think of a human kid learning language. You don't teach them every single word they know. They pick up a lot of it just by listening to people talk. So Janelle has agreed to make us a kind of witch's brew. All our research goes into the cauldron. Boating terms, popular things, Mega Man names for my nephew. We've also sprinkled in 300 popular musician names, Old Dirty Bastard, Sting, Cisco, and 500 names of fish, tonguefish, slimehead, Oregon chub. This AI is a cauldron boiling over with a thousand inputs. And in a couple days, what will emerge will be the perfect aquatic, friendly, record-selling musician name. I hope it helps this guy out. Yeah, I mean, ideally, it's like, you know, helps him swim, really. Yeah, sure. Hi, Papa. Hey, man. How's it going? A few days later, Janelle has emailed me the results. Oh, cool! Her AI has generated over 15,000 names. All right. Okay, I'll just start from the top, all right? Sure. Cobbleman. Uh-huh. I can't even pronounce some of these. Ungerfish. Codman. Codman, yeah. Snail Sandler. Jeffin. Just Jeffin. Uh, ch- you might need to help me with this one. It's Choby Durgrand. Durgrand. Choby Durgrand? Hmm. I kind of like that one, actually. Stan Strumper. Uh, Jalifornia Jars. Jalifornia Jars? Uh, John Whammer. Some of these are just fun to say. Ska Coward. <laughs> Glickleback. <laughs> <laughs> Glickleback? Some definitely have a stickiness to them. I mean, John Whammer sounds like he could take the anchor of a boat in his teeth and, and swim the whole boat to shore. Yeah, that's true. John Whammer. He wins. He wins from one coast to another coast. But I don't want us to discount Jeffen. And here's why. When I hear the word Jeffen, 
I think about Bob Marley's song, Jammin'. So I kind of feel like Jeffin is jamming with a jellyfish. Jeffin. After lots of intelligent, thoughtful debate, we agree on one. This is incredible. I'm so pumped to share this with Mike. This is going to be so great. A few days later, we meet Michael at the pool. It's actually associate producer Jess Shane's friend's condo. It's got a pool in the basement. Michael is wearing some nice Hawaiian-themed swim trunks, still in pristine condition. I fill him in on our theory. We feel like it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. So long as you have the name non-swimmer, you're not going to be able to swim. I've never thought of that. It's possible. I explain the science behind coming up with the perfect name. All right. AI, all that stuff. Okay. I'd love to hear it. Love to see it. Right, because we have a dramatic reveal planned. After all, a real rock star deserves their name on a marquee. We spray-painted the new name on a bedsheet in the CBC courtyard and then brought it along. Do we have this right part? Way? Yeah. Right? Okay. Okay. Nice and high, nice and taut. One, two, three, go. We let the bedsheet unfurl. Chill. I can't read that without my glasses. Choby Dergrand? Choby Dergrand? That's the name? Yeah, I'll put out a tape with that name on it. Yeah. No one's going to buy it. Like, but yeah, I'll. Choby Dergrand. Choby Dergrand. It's like the name of a musician that you vaguely heard of, but you're too afraid to admit you don't know who they are because you don't want to seem uncool. But more importantly, Choby Dergrand is the name of an artist who can swim, I believe. Yeah, that's what the computer says. Sure. He's thrilled. Are you feeling more seafaring, more at one with the water? Uh, maybe. Joby still sounds unconfident and now also confused. He sounds downright unchoby-like. We get down to the pool and the musician formerly known as Michael has his trunks on, earplugs, goggles. He at least looks like he's ready to swim. Four feet. I've put a sealed waterproof bag at the bottom of the shallow end. And inside is a prize for Choby. If he wants to get it, he'll have to put his head underwater and grab his destiny, slicing through four feet of water and years of shame. We've hired a lifeguard, just in case. I appreciate that. Who's fully clothed and ready to go. In case of emergency, she will ruin her Uggs. She assured us that she's trained and ready. Choby, on the other hand? So on a scale from one to ten, how ready are you? How ready am I? Ten is Olympic swimming team. One is you just took an Uber here and you don't know what's happening. Uh, like one and a half. I'm going to try. Yeah. Yeah. Choby gets in the pool. So deep's over there. Yes, that's probably what you want to avoid. Okay. We stand on the deck while Choby wades his way over to the sunken bag. The water is up to his chest. His whole life, he's never put his head under the water. Goggles on, nose plugged. You can see the gears turning in his head as he stares at the bag. There's so many people in my life that are going to be so mad at me that we've got this far with me and in 32 years, no one's come close. Well, in all fairness, he now has a different name. Choby Dergrand. And a bunch of strangers staring at him, holding mics, hoping he does it. Would a Choby chant help? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Choby dunks his head under. His goggles fill with water. He's lost sight of the bag. His arms are flailing desperately. He's disoriented. He can't find his way back to the surface. You okay? Michael! Are you okay? Michael! Are you okay? Which would have been very dramatic if it were true, but it's actually really easy. He just puts his head under water and grabs it. It takes like two seconds. 
Oh my God. He's got the bag. Shoby DeGrand can swim. Yeah, that's the most I've done in my entire life. That's it. Oh my God. How was it? Yeah, it's kind of neat. I feel like you're not making a big deal about this, Joby. Yeah, musicians are often aloof. Even about their cool, newly acquired underwater treasure. Oh, nice. Swedish fish. Yep, we got him some Swedish fish candy, and we made him a certificate. This certifies that Choby de Grand can put his head under the water. Very cool. Gonna put that up in my apartment. No, he's not. Hey, congratulations, Choby. Thank you. No more than 10 minutes after arriving at the pool, Choby's accomplished a lifelong goal. And now we're just chilling, eating Swedish fish. Not bad. This is my favorite candy. Is it? Mm-hmm. They're very good. Mm-hmm. We have another bag, too. Hold up, Choby, have a bag. What is the Choby de Grand lesson here? What is the story? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things people just tell themselves they can't do. And, you know, I I don't want to say, like, you can achieve anything because you can't. Um, But there there are little things that you think you can't do that really are quite simple. It's like you make it a bigger deal in your head. Absolutely, yeah. Choby DeGrand, he's a swimmer. Michael, though, I think he's still more comfortable on the sidelines. Maybe the sidelines aren't so bad. It's just another one of those things that you make a bigger deal out of in your head than it really is. Is there anyone you'd be excited to tell about your new skill? I'm going to tell my mom. Would you oblige me and and tell your mom right now? Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So he phones her up. Are you kidding? Nope. Mm -hmm. Finally, someone else who is excited about this situation. Yeah. She wasn't even on speakerphone, but you could hear her from where we were sitting. Jeez, I can't believe it. No, I know. I I mean, I won't drown if I fall off a thing anymore like a pier, something something shallow. Um, they, uh, they thought it might, I think, psychologically help if they choose a new name for me. Choby Durgrant. It's a, it's a computer program. We have one more thing for you. Remember the surprise we talked about at the beginning of this episode? So uh, this week, associate producer Jess Shane and I, we've been planning and conspiring all based around this one very weird thing Andrew said while we were recording one of our episodes recently. Where I've always wanted someone to throw a pie in my face. And I feel like, bear with me, you want someone to think enough about you to do this kind of goofy, weird, celebratory thing. So Andrew feels like he's always on the sidelines and somehow to him, a pie would make him feel more part of the group. So this is a self-improvement podcast where we're dealing with helping people get over something. It's not really a wish-fulfillment show, but we couldn't resist. It's too good. Um, So associate producer Jess Shane and I have gone out and found someone whose goal has always been to throw a pie in someone's face. She is currently waiting outside. I told Andrew to come in to talk about something very important. She's going to come in on my mark, and we're going to pie him. Checky, check, 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 mic check. Bit. So I'm in the studio. I don't know what's happening. Slightly anxious. Why? I don't know. You're getting your phone out. No, I just... So we're talking a lot about our own personal goals. Sure. Like, do we ever accomplish something for you? <sighs> I find it fulfilling to have a podcast sometimes. 
what would be your what would be like your goal? I mean, we've talked about the pie in the face thing, but that's not a self improvement. That's kind of a wish fulfillment thing. Well, here's what I want you to think about. I want you yeah. to think about how cool it would be to have that happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, it happened. Oh, it tastes good. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy right now, Rob. Thank you guys. Thank you, person I don't know. Who are you? Well, my name's Kaylee. Last week, I was procrastinating on Facebook, and I'm part of Bun's Helping Zone. Okay. And so you replied to Jess saying, yeah, I want to pie someone in the face. Yes, because I've always wanted to do really? this. Yes. Really? Yes, genuinely. I watched a lot of screwball comedies when I was a kid. Okay. And I never gotten the chance to, like, pull a good prank. You don't know Jess? No. You don't know anyone in this room? No. That's great. There's a certain amount of, like, care that someone needs to put into it to, to pie you in the face. It's thoughtful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know what's so great is that I helped someone else achieve a goal, too. <laughs> so it's altruistic all of a sudden. Yeah. Do you think this was worth making all of the equipment in this room sticky? I mean, yes. Yes, for you? Yes. Andrew, for you? Uh, As an employee of the CBC? Yeah, I was a recipient. It's not my fault. <laughs> I, I sat here. You guys are the ones who did this. I'm Rob Norman, and you just heard a podcast called Personal Best. Andrew Norton is covered in pie and produces the show. Special thanks to Kaylee, our pie thrower, who has now found a new calling in life. Absolutely. I'm going to become a contract pie thrower. <laughs> Watch out. All the music in this episode was made by Breakmaster Cylinder. We had production help this episode from Cecil Fernandez and Luke Williams. RF Narani is the executive producer of CBC Original Podcasts. And a special thanks to all the people who helped us with our fake appointments. Russell Batcher, Joel Buxton, Jason DeRoss, Andrea Marson, Steph Phillip, Lily Miller, and Leslie from the Ottawa Shakespeare Company. There is no Ottawa Shakespeare Company, by the way. I made that up. Got something you want to improve about yourself? Or do you remember the password to our main email account? Email us at personalbest2, that's the number two, at cbc.ca. Personal Best is a CBC Original Podcast. If you're looking for other CBC Original Podcasts, why not check out Sleepover? Andrew, what's your ideal sleepover? Okay, Ken Griffey Baseball for the N64, uh -huh. uh, Twizzlers, No Parents, and Pizza. Last sleepover I went to, I went to my friend Jeff May's house, and I got really homesick, but I just told him I was sick, but everyone knew I was homesick, so we just all sat in the lie. We never had a sleepover again. Want to be part of a slumber party that's less sad? I know I do. Subscribe to Sleepover on your favorite podcasting app. A lot of people are going to call you a lot of names. Jalifornia Jars, Glickleback. Just know that deep down inside... You've always been and you will always be John Whammer. For more CBC Original Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash originalpodcasts.